This is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology. My purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Let's Train Your Brain podcast. I am still the same host. My name is Annie. And if you've never been here before or listening to this podcast, this is everything growth related. So when you're thinking of Let's Train Your Brain, we talk a lot about our thought patterns, our limiting beliefs. And I feel like mostly what I share within this podcast is how can we grow? How can we become healthy beings with healthy mindset. That's like the overall (laughs) of what we're doing here at the Let's Train Your Brain podcast. So I just want to welcome you here and I want to thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. Um, And honestly, taking some time out of your day if you're walking your dog or just relaxing. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. And I honestly think that what I'm going to talk about today is something that affects all of us. So the podcast episode is called How to De-Escalate Our Negative Thinking Patterns in Stressful Situations. So I went to a training this week uh, for one of my jobs, and that is a job that I have at a addiction treatment center. Uh, We learn a lot uh, about how to de-escalate situations uh, with clients that have different uh, challenges. And it was so related to what I already wanted to share this week. So I thought that I'm kind of going to connect the dots, if you will. So when you and I are faced with adversity and stressors that require more than our baseline. If you think of our baseline, it's pretty much the capacity we have, where we feel we're in our zone, we're able to be productive and do the things we want to do. But once we have challenges that feels a little too complex for what we're able to handle, that's kind of when we go out of our baseline and we go more so into like our alarm zone where we feel overwhelmed and stressed. And those are kind of the situations that I want to share about today, right? How can we de-escalate our negative thinking patterns when we are in these stressful, excuse me, situations? So the alarm phase is pretty much when we enter our survival mode, we fight, we flight, or we freeze. It's really interesting, honestly, because what I tend to do is that I freeze while my husband, he fights. And when I say freeze, I literally mean that I freeze. <laughs> and that can be really scary, uh, especially when I have a husband that kind of does the complete opposite. Um, so it's really important, I think, as well within this episode that you know there's not just one way to feel stress, one way to react on it. And also stress is more so, like the definition of stress is pretty much how how you perceive it. So you can perceive something as stress and that doesn't mean someone else will perceive the same situation as stressful. So it really depends on your life and what you do. You know, if you work at a hospital as a surgeon, I'm sure you're more so used to stress, right? But if what you do for a living is work at home, I'm sure if you're in their situation at the hospital, you will feel a lot of stress. So it's definitely something that we can work on. 
However, let's go back to our negative thinking patterns. I want to share today a couple of different um, mindsets that we enter as we enter our unhealthy thinking patterns. And this is important to say that, you know, like when I talk about these unhealthy thinking patterns, I think of it as patterns that we easily implement when we are in very stressful situations. Another thing I think that I want to share before I start with the different mindsets is that something that I see in my life, and I think a lot of other people see it too, is that when you're stressed, you put on these glasses uh, where you're laser focused, right? Or some other people call it a tunnel vision where you are very focused on the thing ahead and you're not able to uh, have a more so an open perspective. If you did listen to uh, last week's podcast episode about having more so an open mindset or a broader perspective, I will highly recommend you to do that. And I think that could be a good um, kind of an implementation to, to what you're hearing today. And it'll give you, you know, a broader perspective, right? Um, because I think that can be really, really helpful. Um, if you've caught yourself in the past struggling to catch your unhealthy thought patterns um, or see the situation from a more helpful, helpful perspective, then I just want you to know, welcome to the club. <laughs> There's a reason, you know, why hindsight is twenty twenty, Because in the heat of the moment, we struggle to find that a helpful perspective because all we want is to survive, right? We also get fixated on the negatives. Uh, and it's so easy that we, you know, we forget how amazing, unique, and awesome people that we are. Uh, that's kind of the bummer. And I see that both with clients. I see that with friends. I see that within myself that people are amazing. Let's just kind of leave it like that. That's my perspective on the world. I want the world to be a beautiful world, uh, and it's not that I don't know that there's a lot of shit going on because there is, but I like to think that each of us are amazing, and we just kind of gotta like tap into what we're we were created to be. However, when we feel depressive symptoms or if we do have depression, it is so easy to forget it, especially as we you know we kind of enter the, these unhealthy thinking patterns. We feel helplessness. We feel overwhelmed. We don't want to do anything. Uh, we just feel like worthless. Like life is just not fun anymore. Uh, so I just want you to tell you, you're not alone. That is normal within that sphere. And I want kind of, as we're talking about that, to not think, okay, this podcast is just about how we can fix everything and we're going to fix it tomorrow. It's a process. It really is. To be able to heal from our struggles and issues, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And I'm here as a coach. I'm going to grad school to be a counselor. And I have some shit. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you do as well. And that's okay because growth happens when we do have awareness, right? So at least if you're aware of it, you can work on it. But don't think you're going to be able to fix yourself in a month or Honestly, I think we're always going to have challenges. We grow in a challenge and then, whoops, there's another one. And it's okay. It really is. So let's talk about de-escalating our negative thinking patterns. 
it starts kind of, as I said, with awareness. It really, really does. Everything great in the world really starts with awareness. Because the negative thought patterns that we already have, they're automatic at this point, right? So it means at one point we made them. And I guess the good part about that is that it means we can also make healthier thought patterns. So that's a good part about this. Negative thinking patterns are also called, this is a, you know, a fancy term, it's called cognitive distortions. It's as we enter a mindset that kind of alters our perception of the situation. And I have been here, oh my goodness, so many times. So you're not alone in this. I just really want to clarify that. So what are some of the most common ways that we have negative thinking patterns about ourselves? I want to talk about three, probably because I can relate to those and I can kind of share my own experience with that. Um, and those are emotional thinking. It is the black and white thinking, or rather black or white thinking. And it's the victim or rather victimization thinking. Each of these thinking patterns puts us in the same patterns I mentioned before. We really get this tunnel vision, we get stuck and we feel fixated. If you ever feel stuck, if you ever felt stuck, raise your hand. I'm just envisioning, you know, like in the, this beautiful world, there are millions and billions of people raising their hand because that's all of us, right? We get stuck. It happens. However, which is a good word to kind of turn into something more positive, we can work on it. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. I believe, and this is just my own perception, that we more easily enter these ways of thinking in two ways. Kind of as I said earlier, when we're depressed, uh, or that we have not learned how to manage our thoughts in a healthy way. Um, and regardless of which category that you might fall into, or maybe you fall into both, there's, as I said, hope. I will say something that I've kind of found um, not necessarily shocking, but a bit kind of sad, I guess, is that with a lot of my clients and friends and family and just people I meet, when I'm literally taking the bus, um, which I don't do anymore because I got my license, which is another story. Um, <laughs> it's as a lot of people don't understand that we can work with our thoughts. Oh, I'm just that type of person. Uh, it's just something I've always struggled with. And it's almost like I sense some hopelessness within that and a lot of sadness in a sense that it's just kind of how it is. And my heart really hurts when I hear that. When it's this limiting belief of yourself that this is how it is. This is what I got and there's nothing I can do about it. And I totally get it when you feel really stuck and really depressed. And it's a really hard, really hard place to be. And I'm not going to like stand on a, you know, top of a mountain to be like, oh, you'll be fine. That's not where I want to be. I really want to, there's this saying of, 
when people are challenged, um, they're sitting down in a well, right? Kind of like digging their whole, their own um, well, in a sense. And it's this kind of, for me, I'd like to be this person that can have empathy for you, um, that can go down in the well with you, and I can sit there with you and hear, you know, what you have to share and what's on your heart. Because one thing is, it's easy to say that, yeah, you know, we get stuck here and there. And then we get over it and, you know, life moves on and we have a new season. But if if that's you today and you're, you feel yourself really stuck, there's not a, not a lot of life or light, rather, in your life, then I just want you to know that I hear you and I see you. And that must be really, really hard to be there. And I'm sorry that that's where you are right now. And I wish that, you know, there was something that I could do for you right here and now, wherever you are in the world. But I'm just going to tell you that you are loved and you are worthy. And that's not because you have done anything amazing in the world. Maybe you have, but you're just worthy because you are you. And I just want to acknowledge you for being where you are today. Okay, okay, where are we at? We have talked about the three different uh, kind of thinking patterns or, um, yeah, thinking patterns today, the emotional thinking, black or white thinking, and the victimization thinking. So what I'm going to do now, I will share um, how I work through my struggles and then kind of like you know, take the golden nuggets that you want from this. I'm going to go through each of them. So the first one is, and similar to last week's episode, please look at the bigger picture. Always. When I feel like shit, excuse my language, by the way. <laughs> I know it's not always the nicest, but, well, it is what it is. Um, when I work through my struggles, um... Let's say, let's do something simple. Let's say I haven't worked out in a couple of days. The house is messy. I have a lot of stuff to do. And I feel overwhelmed. And I'm sure you feel overwhelmed too. If not, you must be an alien. I don't know. It's kind of the same as I mentioned earlier, where there's so many things going on that we just don't feel we have the capacity to handle it, right? We have our baseline where we're good. And then all this happens and I'm suddenly in my alarm phase. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. So this is what I do practically when I feel like this. Uh, and kind of what I mean by a, a bigger perspective. So first of all, and I, I honestly do this all the time, and that is to breathe deeply because, you know, I'm kind of freaking out, right? So the breathing deeply is interesting because year by year, not that I've been together with my husband for that long, at least for my mom. Year by year, she'd say, why are you breathing so heavily? <laughs> and it's honestly a coping strategy for myself where it physically calms down my body, my nervous system. Even my husband asks me, why are you breathing so heavily? And it's not because I'm trying to, um, <laughs> I don't know, show off or, you know, make him, you know, make him think that something is up. It's literally just a coping strategy that I use for myself and it's working. It really is. Um, 
so uh, I breathe. And then I need to make a game plan. And what I've learned to do, and especially lately, um, I put in what I need to do first. And I've started doing this thing, and it was something we, we learned at the conference I went to uh, two weeks ago with my graduate program, where write down the th number three things that you need to get done. And then after that, write down the things that you want to get done. Because at least for me, three things, that's not a lot. Doesn't mean that they take a lot of time, but it really helps. Um, and also what I do is that I, when it comes to those, that list, it's what are the things that I need to do? If I'm really stressed, are there things that George can do? Or, you know, when I lived back in Norway, asking my parents if, you know, could mom make dinner or could dad help me out with something? <laughs> kind of, um, what is it called? Um, there's a word for this. Uh, outsourcing, <laughs> I guess. That's more in the business mindset. Kind of, you know, getting support from people that you love and care for. Uh, I literally did this on Monday. I was stressing out because there's currently a lot going on. And lists for me have been a game changer because what I realized, it's not that I can't have all the things that I need to do in my mind, but my mind just feels so overwhelmed and hot and going crazy that it has not been helpful for me. So list has really been a game changer for me. I will say that with a list, when you're making a list, if you're going to do it, make sure you follow it. Because if you already know, oh, yeah, I'll make it just to make it, but I'm not going to kind of follow that. At least for me, it feels like I can't trust myself. So that might be a me thing, but at least today I'm sharing what I do right. Looking at the bigger picture also helps to see if there's a threat. Uh, if the threat that I'm perceiving really is a threat. Um, sometimes I overthink. Let me rephrase that. Often <laughs> I overthink. And I think that there's too many go things going on. Kind of freaking out. But taking a moment or a couple minutes or however long you need to critically ask that overwhelming inner voice, is it actually crazy right now? All the things you need to do, are you not able to do it? And when I ask myself these more critically, when I kind of look at my calendar, I look at the things I need to do, and then I realize, oh, I think I'll be fine. And that, my friends, is an amazing feeling. Uh, instead of, you know, catastrophizing everything, because that's not very helpful. And also when I have a list, I'm able to let go of this urgent feeling of having to fix it right now. And honestly, that's what a bigger perspective looks like to me. And this is something I've worked with a lot over the past year. A lot living in the van. My husband is great with lists. I didn't used to be it. I've become better. So this is kind of what I'm saying that I'm not perfect with this. It takes time and there's plenty more learning to do. But right now, I'm grateful with where I'm at because I've grown. And I really appreciate that. It makes me feel less, less overwhelmed when I feel overwhelmed. So that's kind of related to 
uh, the emotional thinking when I kind of freak out. Uh, so that was number one. Connect what I said to the emotional thinking pattern. That's kind of the ways to de-escalate uh, your stress. Number two, it's related to the black and white thinking. Um, and it's all about for me to find the gray. Sometimes my husband says that I'm the devil's advocate. Um, sometimes I am. <laughs> but it, it helps me look for the gray. Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, if someone said something to me and it was really rude, doesn't mean that I'm just going to think, oh, they're probably going through something. I can think that, but I will also acknowledge what they said, not cool, might set up a boundary here. So you want to, you know, still like protect yourself. I, I love the idea. There's the Bible verse. It's my favorite Bible verse. And it's pretty much guard your heart, your heart. And I think I've shared this before because life flows out of it, right? And it's so true. You got to start with your own heart, protect it, uh, because it's so related to your mental health. If you don't protect yourself, you will very likely struggle with your mental health. I'm trying to protect my heart and I can still struggle <laughs> with my mental health. Um, so yeah, number two is finding the gray. Um, in the past, someone hurt me a lot. And honestly, for some time, I hated this person. It was really hard for me to say it at first. But when I was able to actually say how I felt, it made me find some peace. However, I also love this person at the same time. Isn't that wild? We can love and hate someone at the same time. This is what gray can look like to me. Instead of thinking black and white, for me, it really helps to find the gray. Usually things and situations are more complicated than black and white. You know, if your coworker tells you something that makes you feel hurt, there's probably more than just your own interpretation of the situation. But, as I said, please guard your heart. Try to not overthink the situation, but let the situation be. For me, at least, it helps me to think that most people are trying their best. For others, that might look different. That's just my perception of the world, like I shared earlier. Try to find the great. Going on, to, moving on to the victimization thinking pattern. Um, this is probably the one that's the most familiar to me. And I honestly didn't know it that well. But as I've said earlier, awareness is the key. Once you're aware, at least at that point, you can work with it. So without knowing it for years, I did not know that I was entering this all the time. Maybe, and honestly, I think it might have been because I grew up so privileged, guys. And I really want the world to know that I was. Uh, and I want to use my privilege to help others. And I think it's important for us that we're fortunate in so many ways that we can use those resources to make the world a better place for those people around us. And especially for those that weren't that privileged. Um, now I kind of lost my thought here. Um... I was also the youngest, so that <laughs> it was easy to feel victimized. Um, and I think, honestly, what happened was that I, I felt very entitled. Uh, and then I met my husband, you know, someone that really had to work hard for getting to where they were on a whole other different than what I was used to. 
And I kind of realized, oh my goodness, I've been victimizing myself all the time. Um, this is still a challenge to me, by the way. I can easily like, tap into this. <clears throat> but I honestly think because of my awareness of it, it's not as... Well, first of all, it's not as severe as it used to be. But it's not as... It doesn't show up as often as it used to be as well. It's here and there. Um, and this, as it's still a challenge to me, and I really want to be transparent with you with this. Um, and it's hard. And But I, it also makes me feel strong. Uh, because I've seen that in my life that I've underestimated myself a lot. I felt a lot of fear that I wouldn't be strong enough. But what I've seen is that when I kind of go out of this perspective of being the victim, when I tap into my strength, I just time and time again see that I do have what it takes, that I am good enough, that I can do great things. And I hope that if you're feeling the same today, that if you start to put a little bit of hope and faith in yourself, your life can be turned upside down. The victimization thinking pattern is not who you are. It's this thinking pattern that we kind of over and over again implement into our own lives. We can also break it. Um, so what I do um, when I enter this is that I coach myself, uh, which has been really helpful of you know being a certified life coach that I have a lot of tools that I can implement in my own life. Um, and what I do when I coach myself, and that's very similar to finding that bigger perspective. Um, but it looks a lot like concrete. It looks like I have this inner critical voice that talks to this, like victimized Annie asking me questions as, are you really a victim? Are you really not good enough? Are you really the victim in this specific situation? And so it, what it helps me to do is to turn my thoughts around to something more helpful and, and something more uh, real, I guess. <laughs> I guess everything about that is perception. But uh, I go from thinking that I'm the victim to thinking that a lot of things happens in the world and a lot of it is random, but this is my given situation. And more so bringing that solution-oriented perspective of, so what can I do? This is what I can do. Do I have what it takes? Yes, I do. Um, so that's kind of how I coach myself. Uh, and I already uh, mentioned breathing. That's also a part of the victimization, victimization um, mindset, uh, where breathing, 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 and changing my physiology really helps. It can also be going for walks. Um, today, I went to the pool because I wanted to have a little bit of meditation. I was just in the pool, just relaxing and just felt my body kind of relaxing. And that really helps when you feel stressed. <sighs> wow, it has been a long episode. And if you're still with me, I mean, kudos to you. I really, <laughs> I really hope this was an episode that um, was helpful, that there was a lot of golden nuggets for you today. Um, so if there's one more thing that, yeah, there's one more thing I want to say. All the things that I talked about today is a lot about self-soothing. And that is critical because it means that we're not dependent on anyone else. We're able to take care of our mindset. 
I will say it does not mean that community and support is not important because those are crucial nutrients for all of us. When we're feeling low, call someone that you have close, talk with someone, get therapy, uh, talk with a coach. Um, so I just want to put that out there that that is equally as important. Our mind and body is connected, guys. So you got to kind of, you know, figure out what works for you. Um, but don't forget to implement it when you really need it. I really, really hope whew, that this episode uh, was helpful for you today. That you're able to see where you're at when you're not in your baseline, when you're entering this alarm phase. What kind of mindset do you enter? Maybe you have a good mindset, but if you have unhealthy think patterns, what can you do to de-escalate your stress? And so I mentioned three things, and I really hope that you're able to implement them to have a better overall life, honestly, because if you're able to regulate your stressors better, life will be more enjoyable. Trust me. Thank you again for being here. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to let's.train.your.brain on Instagram. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you.